Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Episode 8. Well, we are. Welcome aboard. Good to have you back, and thank you again for listening and, and viewing. So, as always, I'm Dan. I'm James. And we're here to inform, educate, inspire you guys about property, with a particular emphasis on the Cornwall property market and the housing crisis. We're trying to help bridge this gap between empty properties and people needing properties. So, James, what have we got in store today? In store today, then, well, we'll start with the uh, lovely feedback, as always, that we get from you guys. Just remember that you can reach us on the uh uh, CornwallPropertyPodcast.com you can go straight onto the website there you can also reach us on socials as well on Facebook and you can send any messages that's anything related to property or you know things you want to ask uh, Dan and myself so this is the great part of the, well they're all great shows but I do like this bit when we get our listeners who come with questions uh, to us that hopefully we can uh, you know inspire and get some decent answers to so without further ado uh, we've got our first question uh, today from Ben in Falmouth who asks a great question i want to buy a property but i'm unsure of the type of mortgage to take out should i go for capital repayment or should i go interest only mm. good question juicy question pros and cons to both but Dan. for sure well i think identify like, what what is a what is a repayment mortgage and what is an interest only mortgage so simply i imagine most people would be most familiar with a repayment mortgage so a capital repayment mortgage which i imagine a lot of people would just generally get a loan so you're buying a property you get a loan for that property, so a mortgage on that property, and then when you're repaying that that, um, that loan, obviously with any loan you're going to have to pay interest, but as well as the interest with a capital repayment, you're actually paying back the loan at the same time. Mm. So that'll be a slightly higher payment. So that's that's a capital repayment. So you're paying back your loan. So if you've got a 25-year mortgage, for example, the aim is that by the end of the 25 years, you would have repaid that loan amount fully with the interest, of course. And the other alternative then is an interest-only mortgage. So an interest-only mortgage would be the opposite. So you're not repaying, you're not uh, paying that initial, say it's a £100,000 mortgage, you're not paying that £100,000 back. All you're doing for the duration of the, uh, the mortgage is paying the interest. So it should be a, a, a lower figure each month. So for a start, then it really means, oh, I think the focus is what, what do you need? Are you looking, is it for a residential? If it is for a, a residential, then most commonly you'll find that people will go for a capital repayment mortgage. If it maybe is for a buy-to-let, I know James and I would, would definitely go down the interest-only route, but that's mainly because we're wanting to try and increase that cash flow option, really. It's, a, it's lesser payments per month. With that, differences in interest rates, James, would there be too much difference, would you say, between an interest-only and a capital repayment, would you expect? Yeah, there's fairly good comparisons uh, with the rates there, interest only being the cheaper option because it's your a lender's best friend, if you mm -hmm. like, because you're borrowing money and you're never going to pay it back. But they will reward you for that by giving you lower um, you know, payments per calendar month. But I suppose for the property investor, the most best option for that is their passive uh, income that is going to be, you know, there's going to be more money left in the pot at the end of the month but it really does depend on whether you're trying to build that passive income uh, because if that's what you want passive income per calendar month to have a better life then that's one thing but let's say you're retired and you've got uh, a nice juicy bonus at the end of your uh, 30 40 years of working for a company and then you buy a property but you just want to let that grow in capital growth and you know pay the whole thing off in 25 years then you can have the rewards at the end of that. So repayment would be better for you. But it just depends what your strategy is, really. Yeah, and of course, and just to emphasize that, obviously, the aim is that 
once you've got your mortgage, you will, they will at the end of the term expect you to repay that mortgage, but they want to have security and confidence. You can. So they'll generally want to know an exit. How at the end of the term, well, what you're, how are you going to repay this? Are you going to sell it? Are you? But the beauty of a why we James and I, we, I know I'm speaking from uh, I'm, I'm both of us here, James. But um, I know we prefer an interest only mortgage. But the beauty of it with property, as we've emphasised previously, is that you can't lose with property long term. As long as you're holding these properties for the long term, sure, they're yeah. going to go up in value. So the reason why we like and prefer a, an interest only route would be simply because your monthly payments will be less so it increases the cash flow so you can have more money in your back pocket per month but the beauty is over time your mortgage will be paid down so for example you're buying a property hundred thousand pound property you're going to get uh, you're going to get an 80 percent mortgage 75 percent loan to value mortgage perhaps so you're going to get 75 thousand pounds towards this hundred thousand pound house now, it might be a 25-year term, might be a 30-year term, but at the end of the 30 years, you're always going to owe £75,000. But the difference here is on day one when you purchase this property, it's only going to be worth £100,000, and they're going to give you £75,000. But hopefully at the end of 25 years, that property may be worth £200,000, £250,000, but you're only then going to owe still £75,000. So you would have paid down that equity Sorry, you would have gained a lot of equity, which diminishes that amount of the, the loan to value that you actually owe. So for the long term, as we always go along, property is a long term game. If you're in it for the long term, you can't really lose out too bad. Absolutely. And just we're, we're saying on here, like you do get generally across the board better if it, rates if it's interest only. But of course, when you're doing capital repayment, like you've just said over 25 years, if you start chipping away 10 years of that, your loan to value uh, is going to be a lot less. You're down gearing over time. So let's say you've got your, um, I don't know, a fixed term for say three years. No, let's say you get a 10 year mortgage um, with a fixed term. When you're ready after those 10 years to then refinance you could be looking at maybe a 60% loan to value so the rate is going to be better anyway but like you say that is very much the long term kind of gain but for the short term interest only always wins for me that's for sure and again for those of you that want to maybe uh, save up a little bit of the pot and then pay off a lump each year definitely you, you've got to be looking to your your um, your mortgage details terms and conditions because obviously they would penalize you and there'll be extra fees if you overpay too much I think generally it's either 5 to 10% you can get away with each year of the amount so you could overpay you actually pay down a little bit of the mortgage but um yeah definitely i personally i'd recommend an interest only mortgage but it's so so important to put them both down on paper and i definitely recommend that but both options down on paper long term what are you going to be cash flowing how what's it going to be looking like and just compare it that way but again always seek professional advice obviously these are just our opinions you must speak with your mortgage broker and your property professionals and your power team they are going to be essential do you agree with that absolutely yeah Excellent. So that hopefully helps you, Ben, and all the best. Let us know how you get on. And next question, James, I'm going to chuck this one at you. It's from Rebecca in Polzef. And Rebecca asks a question. I'm sure a few people maybe might be scared to ask it, but fair play, Rebecca. Thanks for giving us a shout on this one. But Rebecca's just kindly asked, what does the term GDV actually stand for? Right. Well, thank you for that, Rebecca. It's a, it's a common uh, thing that comes up. The GDV then stands for the gross development value. So really, it's actually looking at once a property has been developed, how much is it going to be worth at the end of it? Uh, now, you might sort of think, well, 
why do I need to know that? Well, it depends what you're doing uh, with your property strategy. So we've talked about in past podcasts with the buy, renovate and refinance model. So let's say we take that property in the previous podcast that we looked at in St. Austell on uh, Trelawney Road, 140,000, I think it was. If we buy that there at 140,000, but we know we could spend 20,000 on it. So total spend there of 160, but the property is going to be worth 200,000 at the end. We know that we could refinance at the end and pull some of the money out. So it's really important for us to have some form, and we do as investors, you know, we have some form of idea of how much is this property going to be worth once we've put the risk, the expenditure into this property and how much it'll be worth at the end. And there's lots to be said on how you get that growth development value. Um, I would personally say a bad way to go is... um, being a developer, you sort of think in your mind, oh, I think it's going to be worth this much. And it's very easy to get Emotion. em- emotionally attached with that dangerous game. These days, it's we're, with the lenders, you have to take on board. They are the ones that are going to be sending professional valuers out to the property. And I cannot stress this enough. If you're doing this with the buy, renovate, refinance model and you want to be getting that money out, the only way you're going to really know the true growth development value is by looking at your comparables. And some of you may or may not know, but a good way to get your comparables. So if we look at that again, that property on Trelawney Road in St. Ossel, you'd see that on right move. And then at the bottom of the link there, you'll see uh, nearby sold prices. So if you just click on that or have a look on Trelawney Road and you can see that exactly another two bed end of terrace sold for, say, 300,000, for example, or 250,000. When was it sold in the last year? Generally, you want to be looking at between six and 12 months at the very latest for a good comparable because valuers will say, well, yeah, albeit it sold three years ago for uh, that price, but the market's taken a dip since then. So really, yeah, the growth development value is there to know how much your uh, asset is going to be worth at the end of its uh, development. So you can then flip it, for example, or you can refinance it, or you might choose to hang on to it, but it's good to know how much, you know, all your hard work is going to be worth at the end of it, really. Yeah, you find that most most developments or property investments, that is the number, that is the, the figure you have to work back from to, to see if a deal stacks. Is a GDV? It's a gross development value, yeah, for sure. And, and also, just to add in there, James, where you mentioned obviously where people can find comparables, again, within six or 12 months is ideal. And also, the radius is so, so important because you could have a really nice road and then two rows down from this road, it might be a, a, a bad road with not so high values. So it's so, so important to know your area. And if you're ever unsure, again, a couple of options. How can you de-risk that? Speak to local agents. Yeah. If you really want to de-risk it and you know who's going to be the end mortgage who you're going to be getting the, the final mortgage with, well, perhaps you can get their valuation, uh, get their value around, find out who they use as a surveyor and ask if they can come around and give you an idea and a steer on what value do you think this will be once we've done the development? Obviously, it's going to be a cost. It's an extra thing to, to put into your spreadsheet, perhaps. But again, there's loads of ways of de-risking it. It all depends on your appetite of risk. No, absolutely. And if you are going to do a you know a flip on a property, you do want to make sure that there is some profit in the deal because you don't want to, let's be honest, three months to buy the uh, property. If you're really good to do it in two months, eight weeks, you know, and then you're going to sell it, that could take another two, three months. You could be, you know, wasting half a year on this and you 
kind of want to know that you're going to make some money at the end of it. Uh, and I would personally say, this is just from me, don't always take estate agents' uh, views, especially if it's one that you're buying through, because uh, they'll always tell you what you want to hear. But I can tell you now from experience, the way the lenders work, they come to your property with no biased look or view. They will come armed with comparables on that very particular road, and they will be benchmarking against those to give you that valuation so you've got the wonderful luxury of doing that homework that due diligence before you make the purchase and that's how i that's how we do deals as well isn't it dan we mm. always look at those comparables to make sure that yeah. they're going to stack up because we know that's what the value will go on and you've got to put yourself in the the, the lender's boots so why why am i going to give this this why am I going to give James this money? What's your proof, Mr. Valuer? How do you know it's going to be worth this? Well, he has to come or she has to come with facts, figures, evidence. This is why I've given it this value because three doors up the road sold for this. All right, fair enough. It's that. Yeah, it's mainly, it is, I'd say, 99% on those comparables. But also, especially in Cornwall, we're in a, a very, very volatile market at the moment where sometimes the comparables don't stack up. And you'll see like a really freak price and it was 40 50 even a hundred thousand more but it boils down to there was a bidding war and it is a property is worth what somebody was willing to pay for it it could be a real one-off with a sea view in rock for example you know there's only limited space and lots of building work but there is only limited space and somebody with a lot of money might go well you know i don't care that it's on at 1.5 million i will pay 1.6 million because that's the house i want and it doesn't exist anywhere else but do your homework as always sure definitely well that's hopefully helped rebecca any other questions anyone else please 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 get in touch again you could email us hello at cornwallpropertypodcast.com get in touch with us via our website www.cornwallpropertypodcast.com scroll down to the bottom of the page there's a little message section where you can fill that out and send your question to us like both ben and rebecca have done today but again thank you very much for your time and uh, i hope you've enjoyed it and got some value from this again please subscribe leave us a review and that's uh, a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me and thank you for all your amazing questions it keeps us going and uh, we love answering them so look forward to next time bring it on cheers guys take care